I'm Lou Conran. And I am Sally Ann Hayward. We're a pair of comedians who've been known to enjoy an alcoholic beverage or ten over the years, sometimes separately, sometimes together. But it's occurred to us that we know nothing about the drinks that we love to quaff, and that unbelievably, there will be some types of liquor out there that we are not acquainted with. And as we hate missing out, we thought we'd invite some celebrity pals to recommend their go-to tipple and drink along with us while we make them dish the most embarrassing booze-related tales. And then we give our honest verdict if we are going to spit or swallow. So if it's gross, we drank it so you don't have to. And it's definitely not just an excuse to open up the drinks cabinet on a Monday night. Heaven forbid. Oh, hello there, Lou. How are you? Oh, I'm all right, Sally. I'll tell you what, though. My my palate has been been coated with not just wine, but the spirit of joy that was this guest. Oh, great, isn't she? Aisha Hazarika. She gave us a real peek behind the curtain of Westminster, didn't she? Oh, oh I know. And obviously, with me being a, a very keen political enthusiast, we know that uh, knowing absolutely. Uh, nothing but she was so interesting like the like just giving us little tidbit secrets of like the club stranger the karaoke also yeah buckingham palace gossip i know with their big toilets i know this was brilliant and i really enjoyed it i hope you enjoy it too Oh, Lou, here oh, we are again, Sally. forcing Drinking. ourselves to drink again. And our guest has forced us. It was like a new year, new you, new me, and now that's all out the window, isn't it? Who, who is our, oh, Sally, who is our remarkable guest du jour? De, de, ce soir. Um, it, oh, I'm so excited. It is, am I allowed to say MBE? Am I allowed, Aisha? You are. It's Aisha Hazarika, MBE. Oh. <laughs> oh my God, that's, do we curtsy or something? Or yeah, what do we I do? want you all to like, in fact, I'm expecting a small child to have knocked on my door with a posy of flowers at this point. Oh, oh no, 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 they're um, coming. Don't worry, don't worry, oh, they're coming. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, we ordered that. Good. We ordered all good, of that. Yeah. And Can I just say, I'm really sorry that I've like forced everybody to drink because I've actually started a diet today and I'm a Muslim. Like, I don't even know what, why I'm pushing the alcohol onto you. Like, I am like the least best place person to be doing this and also you've pushed quite a fattening alcoholic beverage onto yeah. us as well right, haven't you? sally it's not even wine it's like pure cream yes. which right, obviously Lou. look at my face i'm devastated by your choice i've got mine left over from christmas so that might be a bit of a clue but would you like to tell the listener what your choice of beverage is for ce soir please as you said it's quite a festive tipple very popular with the with the ladies you start drinking it as a late night drink then during Christmas it gets earlier and earlier and earlier and you're having it in your breakfast cereal with some cocoa pops it is of course Bailey's <gasps> great days in my case it's Ballycastle because it's the little version <gasps> oh nice how I, much was that I can't remember Lou I bought it before Christmas it hadn't even opened it yet but I love that Ballycastle it just That's really hilarious. needs to call it Ballycastle don't they I know so I'm sorry it. it's a snide one it's a slightly snide one have you gone bareback or have you got ice I've gone bareback I've got a bit of ice I'd prefer oh. a bit of ice well actually. you're on a diet that'll just kind of oh yeah this is my dinner of... oh, oh okay oh okay fair Ooh. enough it's like a shake we're not judging. I never, Don't worry. I never know how much of this you're supposed to pour. Oops. So is it a whole glass? Or, oh, you've got a little glass. I've got a wine glass. Oh, I've got like a I've sherry got like glass. A, 
Oh, I oh. like your sherry glass, Sally. That Ooh. is so... Ooh, ooh, ooh. Look at that. It's got and a I star. love the way you've naturally extended your pinky. Yes, I have. She's sticking her pinky out because she's talking to somebody that's got an MBE. And now <laughs> she's like, oh, God. Oh, I've got to look like I hang out with these people all the time. I'm when vying I'm not really... for an invite to Buckingham Palace, aren't I? Yeah. Look how well yeah. I drink, Aisha. Via Lidl. Via Lidl. Yeah. Cheers. Let's have Cheers. a little go on this. Ooh. Oh, it takes you back, doesn't it? Oh, it's so good. Oh, shit. Oh, oh shitty fuck me. That is lovely, isn't it? Excuse my language, isn't Shitty fuck me. It's so good. Oh, my goodness. That is nice. You know, when you were training to drink when you were younger, Aisha, I don't know whether you did this. We were training to drink when we were little. For Sunday roast, we have little tiny, tiny kids' wine glasses, maybe sherry glasses, full of wine. And then at Christmas, we were allowed to have a Baileys. Oh. Wee tiny symbol of Baileys. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and look what's happened to, to her. <laughs> Do you know, I've had, uh, we, we've got told we can't have a mortgage today, so I'm on the gin. So I'm mixing. Oh. I'm mixing. She's oh, going to pour it. one into the other before you know it. Yeah, I can yeah. Tell you, I probably will. Bailey's before gin and you'll be fine. I think that's how it goes. That's the rhyme. So Aisha, I'm desperate to ask you, you know, like when you go to the secret bar in Westminster, because you're a yeah. political person, as we yeah. know, do they have their own wine there? Where's that secret bar that I hear of? You know what I mean, don't so you? So there's, I mean, which one? I mean, oh. there are so <gasps> many bars across Westminster. Shit in It's basically like a giant like private members club. There's so much subsidised booze across the parliamentary estate. And obviously in the olden days, pre the plague, and certainly like when I worked there many, many years ago, I mean, you could literally pop from one reception to another and just drink as much free booze as you wanted and then end up in a place called Strangers. That's the main bar that everybody goes to. And it was just like, I mean, it was absolute carnage. Sometimes there'd be these really late votes and MPs would be so shit-faced. They literally wouldn't have a clue what the vote was. They wouldn't have a clue, like, you know, which way they were voting. I mean, it, obviously it's changed massively now because of the pandemic, but certainly Certainly four or five years ago, it's so boozy, so boozy. Wow. Strangers. like the Edinburgh Festival, doesn't it? Yeah, but that bar, the name Strangers, it's just like, were there strippers there as well? (laughs) It sounds sort of like the sort of bar that you walk into that smells of boys' bedrooms and you're walking on crusty tissues. Is it? There were a lot of boys there, to be fair, Lou, a lot of crusty boys. It's a kind of an amazing place because if you do work in Parliament, you're right, Sally, it's very much like a loft bar at the Edinburgh Festival. You've got to be with a member to get in. You, you can't just like rock up there. And of course, you go in and, and everybody knows everybody. And it is that kind of way. Hello, hello. They've got these weird antiquated rules. So anyone just can't go and buy a drink. You have to be a member of Parliament to go and buy a drink. But the staff and things are quite particular. Like they like I call the like rules and traditions. So if they get to know you, they will let you buy a drink. But if they don't know you and you come up to the bar, they literally will tongue lash you and you're sent away from the <gasps> bar and things like that. Who do you go to the bar with? You had a drink with Boris? Have you I'm not really a Borisy kind of person. I'm much more on the red side. So I'm, a big, I'm a big Labour girl. So I have been 
uh, with the Labour Party for many, many years. And I worked for the Labour Party for about 10 years. Mm. So the people I would drink with were all Labour, like Labour MPs and Labour special advisors and stuff like that. But I've had not... some like really raucous nights out there. Have you? With whom? Are yeah. you allowed to tell us? Any oh, goss yeah, like, from anyone in the yeah. cabinet? Tom Watson. I mean, a couple of people have left now. Loads of people like Kevin Brennan, Jonathan Ashworth, who is the Shadow Health Secretary. He and I did a lot of drinking. There was a woman called Gloria De Piero. She was an MP. She's now left. Louise Haig. Oh, there's a whole ton. But what? But there's a great tradition of a night out would begin at Strangers. And then everybody would go on to karaoke bar because karaoke is a big part of like Labour politics. Is and, it? Yeah, massive part of Labour politics. Who like, can l- sing? Well, everyone thinks they can yeah. sing. Especially <laughs> after night having like, strangers. It's like a gift, yeah. yeah. Jonathan Ashworth's actually a very good singer. Tom Watson's was a, quite an all right singer. I yeah. liked quite a lot of Carly Simon. Oh, oh classic. Yes. You're you, so vain. Oh, you are so done. vain. You probably think this podcast is about you. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> High five, Lou. High five. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm just going to keep uh, mixing my drink. Yeah, there we go. It's working, hon. It is working. I just do have to say to anyone listening, we did actually do some work when we were <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, back to the boozing. It sounds very 80s, doesn't it? When everyone, like, because I've worked in a hospital before and I remember the nurses used to go to me, oh God, back in the 80s, we used to like, you know, knock off and go to the pub at lunchtime and, you know, have a cider and black or whatever. And, um, and you think, God, this doesn't happen. People don't do that. I used to work in a restaurant in Canary Wharf and people from the city used to come in and get smashed all, you know, and then go back to work. And I don't think, I mean, I'm sure it happens a bit, but I don't think it happens as much these days, does it? Yeah. I think it's I very, think it's changed a lot. Yeah. Are, those, are those clubs really big boys clubs now? Or is there plenty more women drinking and sort of like, I have this image of like, you know, what's that Indiana Jones where the woman, the love interest drinks the blokes under the table. And I kind of think, I want to see a woman in strangers doing that. To I want to see oh, Aisha. Oh, there's plenty of, yeah, there's plenty of women that, that do that. Like, I mean, there are more women in politics now, but also, you know, the kind of women who were in politics weren't, didn't tend to be shy, retiring wallflowers. Yeah. It's a bit like women in comedy, right? Yeah. The kind of woman that goes in stand-up comedy is not a frightened wee thing and is not going to sort of hang back. So I think in terms of the drinking stakes, like the, the women that were there, like more than, than held their own. But I started working around Parliament and Westminster in 1997. So this is like millions and squillions of years ago. And you definitely did see the change. Like at the beginning, when Parliament and politics were so male dominated, in fact, there was one bar, which I think actually no longer exists. And there were not that many women journalists and there were not that many women advisors like myself. And this female journalist got in touch with me and she's like, why don't we hang out and come over to the House of Commons for a drink? And there were just the two of us sat in this bar. And I'm not joking, you you mentioned the 80s. It was like being in a sort of an 80s film where we were just sat there kind of having a business drink, right? Like we didn't know each other that well, but we were two women in, you know, in the game, not on the game, in the game. But you would have thought we were on the game because the number of like sleazy men that just literally came up to us, we had a procession of men that just kept coming up. So it has changed a lot since then. But one of the the slightly dark things, not to kind of kill the mood, but, you know, the whole Me Too thing did 
get to Westminster as well, right? And, yeah. you know, the sort of jokey thing about Westminster was that quite often it turned into Pestminster oh. after a certain time of, of night because, you know, there are a lot of these male MPs out drinking and, and all this kind of stuff. That is where it does get a bit, like, dark. And it wasn't just young women that, like, people were preying on. It was young men as well. Mm-hmm. That is, like, the slight dark side to it all. But, you know, that also happened in the world of comedy as well. Of course, so you, there's always going to be a dark side to a fun. Yeah, there? you did a comedy course with Logan Murray, I believe. Google. And how long she's done a bit of Googling. Thank you. I have. I've done a bit of research. <laughs> how long did you do the comedy for? I didn't. I didn't research that. But how long? It was a good couple of years, wasn't it? Yeah. So I think I started doing it in like 2000. That's when I started. And like Greg Davies did that course, and Rod Gilbert did that course. So we all did our first ever stand-up gigs together. I did it until about 2007 until I became political advisor when I left, started it again in 2015. Wow. I have a question to ask you. This comes via my gentleman caller who wanted to know, have you A, ever gigged in Exeter? And B, if you have, were you at the gig where you drove with somebody that had to stop off for a wank? Oh, yes! yes! Oh, God. He was like, I'm sure that's her. Ask her. Oh, my God. That gig was horrific. It was unbelievable. Right, This is like really, really early on. And you know, when you're like an open spot and you're so desperate for like any time on stage that you'll drive to Exeter and for a gig for like five quid, basically, someone has to drive and you all have to kind of, you know, share the petrol. And this guy was a very strange character, very strange character. And it was so weird. And then he was so tired driving back. And I said to him, why don't you get have like a coffee or something? He was like, no, I'm going to be fine. Everybody was slightly snoozing and we'd wake up and the car was like veering <gasps> across the motorway and he was like snoozing. Then we were like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And then he would suddenly be like, oh, I've got to stop and we, I really need to stop. And I was like, are you, you going to have a sleep? And he's like, I'm going to do something else. And then we'll sort of disappear. I have never been so freaked out. It was so fucking creepy and you you have to stay there because you need to get home so it's not even like you're on the m5 at that point aren't you You think i can't i can't get out otherwise i'm stuck on the m5 i've got to stay in the car and see these wanks out before i can (laughs) got to ride these wanks. ride these wanks (laughs) that's horrific were you drinking when you were doing comedy or well i guess you bloody need a drink after that wouldn't you i kind of never really had a drink before I went on stage but I would always have quite a lot afterwards what about you guys what was your what, what I'm is the your same name? actually I don't really I drink before and yeah just... I can't drink before I, I've done it once or twice and the two times that I have got hammered before a gig number one I got my tits out oh. and num- <laughs> yeah and number two she went to strangers I... <laughs> yeah and then I had a Not wank served. yeah and and carnage so I can't do it because of the adrenaline rush with the booze and me doesn't really work. So and also, I have to... you don't really want. Like, I don't really want to get into the habit of having to have a drink because if you, if it goes really well, then you're yeah. sort of reliant on. Oh, well, it's only ever going to go well if I've had a lager or whatever, or a yeah. or a Bailey's in this case. Yeah. Um, Do you drink wine? Are you a wine drinker? Yes, I love wine. What's What's your favourite? Um, my favourite is uh, white wine, uh, mm. either a very good Sauvignon Blanc mm-hmm. or a Sancerre. I love a Sancerre. <gasps> Any drunk stories on the Sancerre or any other? Where to begin? Oh, I mean, on. the thing Great. is, more. I think most of my drunk stories are probably on really cheap 
nasty white wine from the House of Commons, which was like emotional semtex. You're like, woo, kind of thing. And also people would buy you drinks. You know, when you're like a kind of a young, vibrant drinker and you're like an invincible drinker, the amount of wine you put away on a night, you basically match people pint, like a pint mm-hmm. of lager for a full glass of wine, which is like a pint of wine. Which I mean, you it have is to. You have to if you're doing rounds and you're paying for them in there, but you're like, no, I'm getting another one in. You're, it's your round. I mean, I remember it, when I was really young when I first started at Westminster, this is not a story, but I'm quite proud of this, slightly proud of it. I remember just getting so drunk so quickly in Strangers that I knew that the night was young and I still had a lot to give. I just knew that like it would just, and I knew they'd be singing involved and I didn't want any missing out. I didn't want any formal... So I, this is so early, about eight o'clock, I went to the toilet and had a massive tactical chunder and then felt so good afterwards and came back like a woman renewed. And I was just like, you are a pig. Like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> it's, but it's I a can't, really good tactic, that, I think. You I just can't do that. Up and then you're ready to go again. It's like morning, isn't it? It's like, whoa, let's yeah. do it. Have you done that, Sally? Yeah. I've never done a tactical chunder. I just can't. I can't. It's, it's not easy, but it's worth it. How much is a glass of wine in the House of Commons? Oh, I, oh, I can't I remember, Lou. Huh? I never bought one. Yeah. How would oh, I she's an MBE. She doesn't need to pay. <laughs> no. I remember, oh. Aisha, when you worked in the music industry as well, didn't you? Because you gave me free tickets to Blondie. And I was oh, gutted yes. when you left the music industry. I was like, oh, well, there goes my free tickets to... Fantastic. She said gigs. to me that was the only reason why she was friends with you. Oh, now is you that wanna... why you blanked me for all these years, Sally? Because <laughs> you left the music industry. <laughs> Wanted some more tickets. She's gone into politics. God. What good is that for me? No, God. what about me? She's gone to the right party, maybe. You, this isn't a podcast about what we support, but well done. You're such a hardcore. Like you work in, you worked in the music industry, which is like drink, drugs, rock and roll, mm-hmm. and everything like that. And now you're in politics, which is drinks, drugs, rock and roll and stuff like that. And comedy. And comedy. What's next? What are you going to do next after this? Are you going to... Rehab. Rehab. (laughs) The Priory. Yes. (laughs) Well, my new thing is broadcasting because I've just started a little job with a new radio station called Times Radio. I've got my own radio show, which is really good fun. It's uh, on a Saturday and Sunday, four till seven. There's lots of politics, a bit of comedy. Oh my God, you'll have to come on my show. One, two, I definitely. do this like comedy review of the week. You've got to come on. The pair of you have to come on. And it's great. So that's my that's the kind of new thing. But again, so I'm sort of, I've probably morphed down to journalism, but again, a lot of booze and journalism. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm basically just attracted to professions with a lot of alcohol. You found your niche. You're a drinker, as she says, sipping her Baileys. Yeah. You you're a drinker, you like your little boozeroos, you like your little nightclubs, you like your karaoke. What did we establish what your karaoke song of choice would be? Yeah, so my my favourite song to do is Nobody Does It Better by Carly <gasps> Simon. Go oh, on. yes. Give that was in Carly Simon. Yeah, Nobody Does It Better. Wasn't that a theme tune to a Bond yes. film? Yes. I think I like You're So Vain as well. I'm trying to think. You're So Vain is so good. It's such a good song. But maybe Nobody Does It Better. What's the easiest to sing? That's Sometimes to also, I like to throw in a bit of a show tune. Oh. So Chicago, all that jazz. <gasps> Classic. Oh, Classic. a little curveball. For those that are expecting a bit of Carly out yeah. of you, you're like, no. Yeah. This is when you whip your Velcro trousers off, like the <laughs> Chippendales, and you've got your fishnets underneath in the House of Commons, and you're kicking away, and you're like, yeah. 
yeah, Chicagoing up and down the halls with all the MPs going, oh, that's our Aisha. <laughs> she Has she been on the Baileys again? <laughs> yeah, she said she's on a diet. Okay. <laughs> what about um, hangover cures, Aisha? You must have some of them. Oh, gosh. I mean, I have to say, as I get older, my God, I mean, the hangovers are just getting brutal. And they're not like, you know, when you were younger, a hangover was like slightly hilarious. Like it was part of the whole experience. Like you'd sort of oh, yeah. wake up still fueled by kind of white wine coursing through your veins. Everything was like mildly hilarious. It was just all so funny. And then you might get a little bit of a headache. You'd be a bit tired, but basically you'd be good to go again at about six o'clock, right? Yeah. Cut to your, your mid-40s and it is just, I mean, horrendous. My hangovers now, they can span like two, three days. Mm. I mean, they're just horrendous. So I don't really have a kind of remedy. Definitely trying to get as much sleep as possible. Just hitting, I'm afraid, really hitting hardcore painkillers. Like not just paracetamol, but you've got to get in with paracetamol and codeine. That is the only way for me to mm. kill a, a hangover. Diabetic yeah. levels of, of carbohydrate. I like a packet of super noodles. <sighs> so, oh, so sometimes if I remember, I'll make myself have a packet of super noodles, beef or chicken, and um, before I go to bed. Oh, because that will soak up a lot. And, and then when you vomit, which inevitably I will always do the next morning, it's at least you've got something to get rid of or the next day I'll have them for breakfast. Yeah, I love super noodles. Mm. Don't like the aftertaste very much, though, if I'm honest. It's a, it leaves a little bit of like socks on your teeth. That's your description. Yeah, though. but that. Yeah, but it's because they're not real and they've never been near a real noodle in their life. So it's and everything's they're... rehydrated, isn't it? And yeah. Dehydrated yeah. And, and a bit like you at that point with your hangover. Yes. Exactly. And I love that though when you're like sucking every part of moisture out of whatever is left in your body. Are you ever it. really proud when you wake up in the morning after a night on the piss and you have already bought the supplies in for the next day because you mm. knew and you're like oh my yeah i got the coca-cola i've got the salt and vinegar crisp i've got everything laid out ready for the today do you feel that's when... like a real sign that you've like a, you're a really well-adjusted adult yeah. human no. when you when you've when you price that in and you that is logistics yeah. that is like a strategy that yeah. is just not going out and getting shit feast that is like a plan yeah do you re- do you remember when milk thistle was a thing where everyone was like if you take milk thistle <laughs> Before you go out, you won't be ill. I don't remember that too. Do you know? Yeah. Milk thistle was massive. massive. And it didn't Every- work. No, of course it didn't. Everybody went to Holland and Barra yeah, and started exactly. getting a job load of like milk thistle. Yeah. I remember yeah. a taxi driver. I mean, milk thistle became so prolific. I remember a black taxi driver told me to get milk thistle. I was thinking, my God. But then I had a very good bit of advice from somebody who once said, and it is such good advice, which is you shouldn't resent your hangover. You should enjoy your hangover because it's cost you a lot of money. And so just lean into it. Don't fight it. And I think that's there's something in that. Was that the barman? Mm. <laughs> that was a barman at Strangers. Yeah. That also proves just how tight I am. That is the Asian and the Scot in me, which is just like, I'm going to wring the fiscal sort of value out of this hangover. As you're, as you're having your stomach pumped, you've got to that state. I'm enjoying it. I paid for this. Wouldn't change a thing. <laughs> As an MBE, what booze have you got in your fridge? Because, like, you know, surely now that you're like you've got a medal or whatever you get from old Ooh. Queenie, what booze have you got in your fridge? So at the moment, I don't have a huge amount of booze because, as I say, I was trying to start this diet today. Mm. But see, I don't tend to keep that much booze in the house, right? Because I don't 
well, I say this pre-lockdown, I didn't really drink very much in the house. I live by myself. But what I would, so I would always just tend to drink when I'm out. You know, that's like- All the, the time. About, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. But what I would normally have is a nice bottle of white wine. I would, that's what I would normally have my fridge. Your sonser. Like a, a sonser, yeah. that's yeah. what I'd like to yeah. have in my fridge. Although the other thing I have got into recently is Gavi. Oh, Ooh. lovely. Oh, lovely. Yes. Well done. What do we think of Gavi? Yes. Very Delightful. nice. Yes. Yeah, love it. Yeah. I like all your white wine choices. I'm a big old white wine. What about red wine? What red wine do you guys I, like? I prefer a red. Sally's more white, mm-hmm. aren't you? Really? I am. Although I, yeah. although in this in these cold temperatures, I don't mind a red. I like a little, um, a little Malbec. I like a, a Rioja. I do. like a Rioja. Mm, yeah. And I like a Tempranillo. And at Christmas... Because I could, and they had it on offer at Lidl, but a Barolo, oh. or Barolo, oh, oh. which is quite a posh red wine, isn't it? I don't even know what that is. Well, there you go. I beat you. Boo, 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 MBE. Don't even know what a Barolo is. Oh, whatever. Yeah. It's posh red wine, mate. Who was it that gave you the award? It was Prince Charles. Oh, oh I'm sorry. I know. I was slightly open to screen, but he was actually very, very nice, but... Oh, it's so weird when you go there. It's like, it's so strange. It was like a really nice thing for my parents because being immigrants and coming here, like they, my dad came here with like the mythical sort of three pounds in his pocket. And so it was a really big deal for them. And they all you know came down from Glasgow and like my mum had her lovely sari on and my dad had his wee suit on and everything like that. So it was a really lovely day out. My, my wee brother came down as well. But we get to the, the palace and it's just like, it's so... British. It's so English in like the worst possible way. First of all, Prince Charles is really tight and there was no heating on. So like everybody was like freezing. And I think it's for climate change reasons. I think it's just because he's like really tight. So everyone's like standing there like really, 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 really cold. So everybody arrives with their mum and their dad and their family and whatever. And then you sort of get separated from your um, family and friends and they all get kind of carted off somewhere and you get carted off. And they are so tight you don't even really get a cup of tea, I don't what? think. Like, I thought there'd be little snacks and people would be serving, like, maybe a little drink. Yeah. And nothing. I think you can get, like, some water. <laughs> I think my mum and dad were, like, quite shocked because being Indian, you know, they're all about, like, you show your hospitality. Yeah. Yeah, my mum was yeah. like, what is going on here? And I was like... And then... Um, what and I've then, taken so, from this so far is when I get my award, I must eat before I go. Absolutely. So, yeah. luckily, somebody had given me that advice and my mum because she's Indian, had loads of snacks. Great. Her, obviously. In her she pretty much had like a Tupperware of samosa. <laughs> <laughs> like, she literally, she, we, had, we had cereal bars, we had like, and there was like rustling noises. Get your energy up. <laughs> Handing them out. Charlie, Charlie, <laughs> do, you want a, do you want a samosa? You look as though you Charlie. can play with one, Charlie. <laughs> yeah. The other thing which is really scary is like you get taught how to cut by this man it is like the crowd somebody comes along in a sort of a uniform and goes gather round gather round here's what's going to happen and then you the men have to bow and the women have to curtsy and it's just like yeah they make you practice your curtsies so you're there as a leading figure in society allegedly and there you are like fanning around practicing your and they're like no no a bit lower like a ballet teacher and you're three Oh, rubbish, God. rubbish. And then so then you go out and you get your kind of award thing. And actually, Prince Charles was very nice. And he said to me something like, um, oh, God, you know, what have you done to, to deserve this? And I said, oh, I've worked for the Labour Party for 10 years. He was like, oh, bloody hell, you certainly deserve it then. <laughs> he was like, bloody earned it. 
Christ, who'd you work for? And I was like, I worked for Ed Miliband and Gordon Brown and Harriet Harman. He was like, God, Jesus Christ, you definitely don't earn this. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> did you have a wee in Buckingham Palace? Oh yeah, that's a good question though. Yeah. And the toilets were were they up to scratch? Pretty special. Weird though, they've got these big wooden seats. Ooh. Like a long drop for like a long a, drop. Almost like, a like it is a long <laughs> yeah. Yes. It's really weird. It's like the top bit is almost like a long drop, but it's not a long drop. But I think all this the toilets in this bit are like fashion to be sort of old fashioned like almost sort of medieval. Wow. And I re- uh, I'd, 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 even if I didn't need a wee, I'd be off to have yeah, a little look. Did you have to. a look in any other rooms? Did you manage to have a little peer or were they locked and you didn't couldn't? have a chance. They mm. keep quite a beady eye yeah, on I bet you. they do. I reckon that's probably why they don't serve booze as well because they think you just ha- you, they wouldn't get rid of you, would they? They wouldn't get rid of me. I'd be the also, last one to leave as usual. Oh, you and I'd be stealing things. We'd be yeah, like, oh, yeah, look, at that, look at that well, nail in that, that wall. Crown. We'll have that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're very, they're clearly quite wise to that because everything is like, not. there's nothing you could just nothing slip in. Lift, your not even, you can't lift nothing. Everything's stuck down. Uh, not even a book. Maybe that's why they've got those toilet seats. Maybe people were trying to steal the yeah, toilet seats. I don't know. I would have even just taken a bit of toilet roll home. But then what's that? You just got to tell people that's from Buck Palace. People are like, yeah. yeah, and you want, you want, yeah, picture or it didn't happen. Yeah, oh, well, nowadays with the mobile phones, on the loo. I would imagine me at Buck Palace. Do you get searched before you get? Listen to us. We're so because this is never going to happen to us, Sally. So, uh, so speak for yourself, Lou. Anyway. No, it's never going to happen, Sally. Uh, so, MBE for podcast. I know. Do you get searched before you go and get frisked? Do they go? Oh, oh don't actually, yeah. I don't think we did. So That's... you could literally take a bottle of vodka in a sock in the bottom of your handbag just to get you through the day, you know. Yeah, well, my mum's well, samosas were like yeah. all, they yeah. were like all kind of. <laughs> they were samosas on the outside, Bailey's on the inside. Yeah, or a, or a <laughs> Phillips screwdriver. What so what was so nice is like afterwards, um, we had, went and had like a very nice uh, meal and then we had a massive party because another friend of mine, also from the Labour Party, got one on the same day. So we had a huge party in a really brilliant old pub in Westminster which is the one that we all go to and we hired like the upstairs room and it was absolutely brilliant and we got so drunk it was brilliant it was that was like and everybody from like all our mates and politics were there and and the best thing about it was we had to get somebody to like, make a little speech about us and guess who did it, it was amazing it was Neil Kinnock oh, oh, oh what did he say oh well it went on for about an hour and a half because yeah, Neil is not Neil you know, Kinnock was like Neil shut up now <laughs> he was so brilliant because I just love Neil Kinnock so much he's got the most beautiful voice he's such a great orator and he was so lovely about us and really funny and kind and generous but also he just like did this amazing speech about politics and why it matters and oh it wasn't a dry eye in the house it was unbelievable it was so good oh, I think even I would have cried at that actually yeah, and that, yeah it's not often I cry at things but that no just because you're certainly st- you've got a heart of stone haven't you yeah Sally? I have it's like, certainly ice, ice in my heart yeah. but I think that might have um, dry eyes as everybody at a wedding <laughs> once was crying I looked around to my bed and I went look at me dry eyes <laughs> I've got an ill story so-, so when I was here we go Sally's going for fuck's sake this isn't about oh, you Lou okay. I've had, a, I've had a gin and a Baileys. When I was at college, here we go, <laughs> in 1990, oh, uh, our, 
Thank you, Sally. Don't breathe like that. This is very interesting. Our college, we, I'll I was be doing, the judge of that. Okay. Uh, we did like theatre studies or whatever, and we won a competition called the Lloyds Bank Theatre Challenge, where you got to perform at the National Theatre. And we did a show called The Marat Saad, which is all theatre of the absurd and all like about a mental asylum and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, I wasn't considered good enough to be a main part because um, I couldn't string a sentence together. But what they did put me in, was um, a straight jacket like hospital gear and I thought well it's theatre of the absurd so I thought oh well, what I'll do is I'll cover myself in fake period blood because that's shocking isn't it and so I sat on the front of the stage and opened my legs with my 1800s mental asylum patient gear on and uh, opened my legs only to have Neil Kinnock sat directly opposite me on the front row mm. staring straight into my vagina and I heard the woman sat next to him going oh dear god she's come on and I thought no you've not you've missed the point it probably was oh dear god she's come on I thought you've missed the point it's theatre of the absurd thank you and she hasn't even noticed but she's so engrossed in the role she's not even noticed that she's bleeding from her vagina (laughs) yeah that's dedication yeah and my mum went bit far all right (laughs) always there supporting (laughs) bit far Oh dear! I mean, Dad was asleep for the whole thing; didn't even notice. Oh, it's quite Dad good. went in the shed to get over it. Um, very cutting edge, Lou. Ahead of your time. Thank you. Making a very big statement there. Thank you. I think we have one final question for you, which is, um, which well, she's is... decided. Anyway. Oh well, one final question. That's a very, very important question. Doesn't have to be the final question, Sally, but um, I feel like uh, it potentially is for me because I'm having a menopausal hot flush right now. And oh, I'm, yeah. Ooh. Somebody told you me you need to... a bit of HRT, don't you? That's what you need. Well. Aisha can talk us through that. Jesus Christ, she's got her pills by her side with a bailiff. Certainly do. You know the spittoon, right? The spittoon. Yes, you try your wine and... Aisha doesn't know. She swallows all her wine. Uh, I swallow all the time. You've been listening at all, Lou. Uh, She's never lets any of it out unless it's with her fingers down her throat. Let's imagine that you've got your... Whose spittoon would you drink? It's where you spit your wine into when when you're officially tasting it. You know, when you're pretending to taste it and you're like, oh, that's lovely, oh, that's shit. Mm. Yeah, whose would you drink? Neil Kinnock, maybe, at this point. Okay, who's the person I'm like most obsessed with right now? Oh, oh God, do you know what? It's going to be Kamala Harris's. Oh, yes. Oh, great one, yeah. And one day she's going to be the president. She's And she will be Joe. soon, I reckon. I think, yeah, I don't Joe's think going to give it to her. Joe's going to yeah, like Yeah, Joe's me. got it because he's, you know, he's the white man that the Americans want to vote in. Yeah. Ah, I fooled you all. Uh, I'm right. giving it to Kamala. So you see, I'm really showing my uh, political knowledge here because I had no idea. I'm very ignorant to politics. When Sally no, said you were not, cut- no, you're not. No, you're not. Everyone, that's not your fault. That's bloody politics. Yeah, fault, but I knew who Neil Kinnock was. <laughs> exactly. That's bloody good. And a lot you, of people don't even know who he is. Yeah, and you showed him your vagina I as did, well. well not, not, and not everyone's not its, done that. Not in its raw state. Not in its. <laughs> no, I know in the, no, in in the, the absurd the, state. No. <laughs> <laughs> vagina absurdia. There you go, Lou. That's oh, the title. Neil, oh. Neil Kinnock on the poster going like that. Horrified. <laughs> Glennis Kinnock. I think she's come on. <laughs> oh, Aisha, you've been a delight. Thank you so yeah, much for joining us. It's such a oh, Hang on a minute. Come on. Thank We've got you. to say, is it a spit or a swallow? Oh, yeah. Well, sorry. Lou's I've drunk hers. mine. I've drunk mine, as I um, always do. If I hadn't have been told that this was a little snide one, I wouldn't have known. This is definitely a swallow. It's lovely. Yeah. 
yeah. or Ballycastle. Well, you already know Aisha's going to be yeah. swallowing hers. I'm swallowing. Do you know what, though? Me. She's really made it last. Ooh. You well, really have. I've she's just finished it. it. How perfect was that? You finished it at the end of the record. Well, Look at that. That's a professional. on MBE. That is an MBE, isn't it? Thank that's you, actually Aisha. why I got the MBE. Timing. It's all timing with <laughs> drinking. Oh, thank you so much for joining us. You've been an absolute delight. Thank you. Thank you. Spit or Swallow is produced by Amanda Redman. If you want to get in touch with us about what you thought about the drinks that we've tried or recommendations of your own or you feel like sharing your worst drunken story with us, then please do. On Twitter and Insta, we are at Lou and Sally. Facebook and TikTok is Spit or Swallow Podcast or email us at spitorswallowpodcast34, that's the numbers 34, at gmail.com. If you've enjoyed the podcast, then please subscribe and leave us a review because this helps other people find us. And if you want to support the podcast, then go to www.patreon.com forward slash spit or swallow podcast where you can find some bonus content. Thanks to Acast for hosting us, but most of all, thanks to you lot for listening. That's all for now. See you next time. Bye. Bye.